All right. Well, back, welcome back. I see. I, I can't even. I still can't say it right. I've said it like twenty-five billion times now, and I still can't say it right. Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, along with Chris Chambers and Spencer Tut. I'm Ryan Chambers. Spencer is our special guest on the podcast tonight. He's an old buddy of mine, and he's he's a really good friend. So, Spencer, say hi. Hello, everyone. And then, Chris, no one likes you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, these games just keep getting more and more exciting. Game four was a good game until the refs blew it and screwed us over on it. And they kept their whistles in their pockets tonight. And guess what happened? A magical thing happened. We won. Stars win. <laughs> the Stars are still the better team all series. If you take away all power plays, the Stars are the best are the better team in every single game. And so hopefully whatever happened tonight, I, I imagine they were told to chill it with the penalties because it's obviously called differently. So hopefully it keeps going like that and Stars have a little bit of hope. That would be nice. Yeah, both teams... Um... Several things that I know Ryan and I were like, eh, I should have called something on that, but oh yeah, immediately quiet. T- Tampa definitely took advantage of the lack of calls in overtime. Yeah. yeah. All right. So overall reaction to this game, I did. I hated the first overtime period. Honestly, oh, yeah, I hated that was it. Terrible. We and we were hanging on for dear life. And you know what? I'm going to go back to that goaltenders are one of the most important things when it comes to any major sport. So last game, Vasilevsky had that huge save when we were down or when we were up three to two and it allowed Tampa Bay to come back and win the game five to four in overtime tonight. Dobby had two huge ginormous, no three ginormous saves. Uh, There was one, there's one toe pick. I'll steal your words, Chris. And then we had uh, two more giant blocker saves. That there was one instance where I thought it hit the post in the over, in the first overtime, and no, it didn't hit the post. Uh, Dabek just got full blast of it and laid it into the corner. Pool so, squats, pool squats. If you missed that, yeah. <laughs> well, so let's talk about something that wasn't a factor in today's game as much, and that was uh, special teams. Yeah, because the refs didn't want to be in trouble again tonight, so they swallowed the whistle on everything. There's no chance the penalty was getting called in either of those other times unless someone's head was chopped off, it seemed like. It was nuts. So do you think they should have called those? Uh, should have called those penalties in the first overtime? Oh, no, I'm way happier that they did. So, like, if you ask me for my opinion, I would much rather them call it the way they did tonight. But... They were definitely penalties compared to the other games. Right. Like, so, <laughs> so here's the here's the thing I was I was seeing on Twitter is that there was a bunch of people who were all upset about the fact that the stars were not getting those penalties in the first overtime, and it was just like, well, we can't have it both ways. We can't sit there and complain that they're calling too many, and then complain when they're not calling enough. And it's just like, and I, I put that in on Twitter. It was just like. I mean, we can't complain about the refs tonight. We told them to swallow their whistles. They listened to our podcast that I still haven't posted, and they actually listened. And it was and a we be- won. and we won, and it was <laughs> and it was a it was a more fun game 
that was an exciting game and it was absolutely epic. One and of it the... was it was a Stanley Cup playoff game. It right. was called like a Stanley Cup Definitely. playoff game, and it looked like a Stanley Cup playoff game. The first four games did not. They looked like regular season games the way they were officiated. And this one seemed different, and it seemed more high energy, and it seemed grittier, and it was much more fun to watch. Very physical and game. I, and Very I totally, physical. I totally forgot that it was in the bubble. Watching that game, I totally forgot it was in the bubble. The way that that game was played, it was. It, you're exactly right, Chris. It it felt like a Stanley Cup playoff game, and so did Game Four. Game Four was great. Until the rest screwed it up. Until overtime, yeah. Yep. Until the rest screwed it up. Thank you, rest, for not screwing it up tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, but how how many shots on goal did we really get in the, the first overtime? Like one, maybe two. I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, it was officially I, two, but <laughs> that was not. No. First overtime was very so, bad. The only reason we were in it was because of Dobby and some luck. Exactly. <laughs> Twenty minutes of play, and I don't know how many um, the Lightning got, but ridiculous. Yeah, we were in our defensive zone for at least 15 of those right. 20. It, it was not good. Yeah, that was absolutely insane, that whole first overtime. I'm just sitting there on my on the literally on the edge of my seat, just like begging the hockey gods, please, literally praying in my head, like, please don't do I'm this. I'm pretty sure us. I saw please a tear in your eye. I know us. there was a tear. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, was li- I, I think it was so hard not to scream because we got like four kids – uh, here at this house right now, they're sleeping, and it took every ounce of my being not to scream out, Perry! It took yeah. every ounce of my being not to say that. And I didn't, and I was very proud of myself. <laughs> so, speaking of Corey Perry, who does the credit, credit really go to? Corey Perry or Jim Nil? <laughs> Corey Perry, let's give another 1.5 mil. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, <yeah. laughs> Um, he, he made it worth it tonight alone, right, honestly. Right <laughs> yup. <laughs> Give him the Art Ross. Give him all the bonus. <laughs> and we need to start signing. We need to start signing a uh, petition to re-sign him. Definitely. I think after. <laughs> I think after the past two games. Yeah, the past two games, three goals in two games. After he had been silent the previous nineteen. Yeah, I don't know about re-sign him, but he's definitely worth the he was definitely worth the contract we gave him this year at the very least. <laughs> okay, so this puts up an interesting point about all the slack that Jim Nil was getting, you know, for all the contracts that he signed, which included, you know, Andre Sekera he signed for about a million million and a half. He signed Pavalski to that huge seven million dollar deal, which a lot of people were like, "He's over, he's already thirty five. Why are you signing him for seven million a year?" And then Corey Perry, him. yeah. And see, that's the thing is that you know those guys are showing up. If it wasn't for the Andersekera pass in the Colorado Avalanche series to Kiviranta, we wouldn't be where we are. If it wasn't for the twelve goal or eleven goals, twelve goals that Pavelski has, we wouldn't be where we are now. If it wasn't for the three goals in the past two games that Corey Perry has scored, we wouldn't be here now. So, again, mad props to Jim Nil. He did it. Yeah, all, all the people calling for Nil's head, especially at the end of end of the regular season when we were on that losing streak. They look kind of silly now. <laughs> like, yeah. it, this team is built great. I mean, obviously, Pavelski and Perry did not play anywhere near the way they're playing now. But this is what they were signed for, right? We, we know that guys that old aren't going to be able to keep up for an entire regular season. But if they can turn it on in the playoffs, that's all we that's all right. we cared about. And that's or, what we got, and that's what we've been getting. 
or just a goal when we need a timely goal. That happened. That's happened numerous times with both of those guys. And I don't know what else to say about that. Great signing. Good job, Jim Nill. Okay, Please don't ever fire him. No, no complaints yes. no complaint there. No, none at all. And, and, you know, and, you know, that was one of the things that they were talking about at the beginning of this year. Is Jim Nill on the hot seat? Yeah. I think I think he's fulfilled that question. And yeah. I can't say that whatever I'm, he was I saying. Know I was talking about that. I'm like, I don't know about Jim Neal right now, but I eat my own words, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I'm, I wasn't saying anything about it, but I'm definitely happy that uh, he's making people eat their words now. So, okay. So before we talk about some, some frustrating things that I had tonight, because, you know, Spencer and I saw the obvious things because we were both talking about it. But uh, before I go on, Chris, do you want to say something about uh, the Kleinberg haters out there? Because I saw you posting on Facebook about it. Oh, yeah. Well, just in general, (laughs) I don't know why there's such a big fan base of people who hate Klingberg so much and want him to be traded and stuff. He's been outstanding. He has the second most points on our team in the playoffs. He's had amazing assists, timely goals. If if you still hate Klingberg after these playoffs, you're just stupid. <laughs> like well, honestly, it's just, just ignorance. Right, the same as Joe Pavelski. Like he's made some some very good plays, some very good um, like goals. When we wouldn't be where we were where we are now without him, definitely. No doubt, absolutely no doubt. And uh, congratulations to him for being the top goal scorer among American-born players. He passed Joe Mullen tonight with that goal in the third period. And uh, let's talk about this, too, because the Stars have done it again. They they came back again in this game. And just when I legitly thought that this was over, when Sergachev scored the goal, I thought, okay, that's it. And then, you know, I, I put on Twitter, but to be, I put on Twitter, it's just like, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. Uh, but in the back of my head, I was just like, this is over. This this series is over. This <laughs> game is over. And you know what? Um, I hate – don't give me hope. I, I, yeah, I've been saying it like two or three different times. It's just like don't <laughs> – That's the exact way I felt. The refs are in our, the refs are calling the games correctly now. They're, we're going to be playing more five-on-five. Five. We only need two games now. It feels so much better. But, Yeah. Like, I was fully ready for the Stars to lose this. I had mentally prepared myself for it, and now all that's thrown out the window. I'm going to be so sad if they lose on Monday. (laughs) Right, right. And it's... Here we go again. Just when we think that the Stars are done, they somehow seem to pull it off. So, and... Okay, so let's talk about some of the things that we were seeing just in the game itself specifically. So we mentioned how, how good Perry looked. Perry was all over the ice tonight. Yeah, not he, just he was, lucky goals. No, he, it he was wasn't playing just great that. all yeah. night long. I mean, he was very noticeable on the ice. Wherever, Whenever there was a big scoring chance, he was one of the prime reasons for it. I mean, he was all over the ice. And that third line looked excellent tonight. Maybe we just need to make them our second line and give them a little bit more uh, little bit, little bit more playing time. So, um, And I also want to mention that fourth line tonight with uh, – Dickinson, Kamano, and Dowling, even though that was a line that was just kind of thrown together just because of the circumstances, they did an absolute excellent job. Yep, they, it was very they were, good. So I don't think they were giving given much responsibility on the first line for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but they were in the offensive zone, and it seemed like, and I noticed it several times, and I was just like, wow, 
this is one of the few lines that's actually getting sustained offensive pressure on yeah. the forecheck. It, it, great forecheck pretty much all night long from them. It, it looked like FCC. So it's especially a good, good game by Dowling is what I thought. I'm a Dowling hater, oh, yeah. but <laughs> he played hard and he played physical. So yeah, he, I was really happy yeah, the with the way he for played. Mono. I've never been a big fan of his, but he was really aggressive this game. And I mean, put forth some effort, really. Well, and the thing is, is that Kamano's had his chances. He's come in in the past two games, and none bigger than that giant save that Andre Vasilevsky had on him, uh, where we could have gone up 4-2 last game. But he's had his chances, and he had his chances again today as well. Um, So one of the things that was really frustrating for me tonight was, and I'm going to say it again, was our exits out of our own zone. We could not get out of our own zone. Especially in the first overtime. That's Especially, what it was. We couldn't well, escape. <laughs> and, and yes, that's true. But it wasn't just the first overtime. It just seemed like whenever they had like even like a slight bit of pressure, either there was a lucky bounce for them and like they got they happened to get their stick on it or a bounce off our skate and stayed in our zone or something like that. Or we just didn't work hard enough to get it out of our own zone. So the the exits from our own zone is very frustrating. And then the turnovers tonight, again, there were just some dumb turnovers. And it, at least from my end, and I that I didn't like to see. And I was really curious, and I'm just looking at it now, but the giveaways. And what's funny is that they're actually showing that Tampa had one extra giveaway than the Stars, 24 to 23. So I don't know how that's possible. Uh, I think based off of what I saw, but those numbers are definitely because of tired players, right? You never see 23 and 24 giveaways in a hockey game, even in the regular season. So (laughs) that's some tired legs that don't want to move is where those giveaways are coming from. And, you know, shots on goal tonight, 41 to 33 in favor of the uh, lightning. And I mean, that's been every game, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's going to happen yeah. every game, just like it did against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, but the thing that I'm really impressed with, and that's we're continuing to play our game, is the block shots. The block shots. It was 33 to 18 in block shots tonight. So we're still sticking to that defensive game. I just wish I would see a little bit more offense going the opposite way and a little bit better exits right. out of our own zone. Right. That's, that's what all you I'm were saying, saying earlier. Um, the first period, just like they gave me hope. I'm like, they were in um, the lightning zone majority of the time. And then the second and third period, they, I mean, in the first overtime, went right back to the second, third and fourth game where the turnovers were, were all in the star zone. Just give us some comfort, get out of there. You know, just, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, ho- holding my breath every time they put a puck anywhere near Doby is <laughs> so stressful. Right, and, and you know what? I didn't feel that way in game one, two, or three. Now, game four, I started to feel it because we were or we were down two to game two to one in games, but in game one, two, and three, I didn't feel like that. And especially in the past series, I didn't feel like that either. I felt a little bit like that in the Calgary series, but in the Colorado series, I didn't feel like that. And in the Vegas series, I didn't feel like that. And that was just because we were up the whole time. And now with our backs up against the walls, all that stress is coming out now. Yep. One game at a time. 
One game at a time. If you if you look at if you, if you look at having to win three games in a row, it seems impossible. But if you just have to win the next game, that's not that hard. So <laughs> let's see if they can make it one more, and then at that point, anything will happen in a game seven. So all you gotta think about is just one more win, yeah. one more win. That's all you gotta. That's all you gotta to focus home. on. It's not time to go home at all. We are we're not. We're not going home. home. <laughs> I'm really hoping we don't go home. I mean, yeah, I, I want to so, see a game seven. Yeah. I want to yep. see a game seven. So very crazy stat line. Everyone's talking about how Tyler Sagan needs to break out in this series. He has. Tyler Sagan has an assist on every single goal tonight. Three assists. And then, so if he's not scoring, he's at least doing that. So, I mean, we can't buy this guy a goal. No, and I you think can't. he's I think he's accepted it actually. I think he's gone through the stages. Like last game was denial, and he's like finally reached acceptance, and he's just gonna make a so bunch of great passes. If he's not assisting on so, offense, he's also doing a lot of defensive things as well. And just... yeah, when when that line was out there, we were never pinned in our own zone. They were always making good passes forwards, coming back to help the D to get out of the zone, and that line always seemed to get us out. So. That Kibi Ranta Perry Sagan line was was great all right. night long. Right, I agree. That was a, it was a great line tonight for us. Um, so speaking of you know players that we hoped would bounce back, uh, the list, I know we kind of hit on it, but but we didn't really talk about it much. Was uh, Dobby? Dobby played at played excellent tonight. He, I mean, he only lets in two goals. And the two goals he lets in, not his fault at all. Especially the second one, he was completely screened. And then, uh, what was the first one again? First oh yeah, the Pilat, was, the Pilat yeah. goal. I guess could have been his fault. But and, and you know that's that's an interesting thing that you could look at. Do you think there were a lot of people that were saying that uh, Hudobin should have poke checked that puck instead of letting him go around? What, what do y'all think? Yeah, the, the way Dobby plays, he doesn't really he doesn't use his stick in that way. He doesn't really have an aggressive stick. So after that, you noticed he started thinking about it more. So every chance he had to take a whack at the puck, he did. But the the way he normally plays is he normally goes brings his whole body towards the puck because he's a smaller guy. He doesn't like throwing the stick out there to get a diving poke check because he's not big enough if he misses. Several of the saves he made, so, tonight, he was literally jumping on top of the puck. I mean, that's. Uh, uh, <laughs> yep. It goes as an example to what he normally does. He's not uh, like he's like Chris is saying. He's not he's not good with the stick. I guess not as good really with the stick as he is with his own body. Yeah, that the Andre Palat goal was just beautiful. That's I mean, there's nothing around it. And then the the Sergachev goal, there's no chance that he saw that. Unfortunately, yeah, it's just a seeing eye shot. Yeah, pretty it lucky. Went through several <laughs> bodies like. Stars and lightning bodies yeah. just to find its way to the, the net, and hate to see that. Yeah, no way you can aim a 95-mile-an-hour one-timer that well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm just going to whack the crud out of it and see where it goes. Sure, you take that to Twitter right now, people are like, no, he, that was intentional. I mean, he knew he was going to make it through that small yeah. Pure skill. <laughs> Pure skill. Sometimes I wish we had, like, a Shea Weber or, like, a... Zdeno Chara and have somebody shoot 108 miles an hour. Talking about although, Dennis Gariano. Yeah, that's that, I, I was about to say. Yeah, De- Dennis Gariano. He when he's when he finished the series against the Golden Knights, uh, 
what I think it was a hundred and ten one timers. There's no way there's no way you can purposely be able to <laughs> I'm gonna put it in the top left corner. Here we go. Right, hundred ten miles. Wasn't that also um Gurry the uh, the last series he knocked a puck at seventy miles per hour into the, the goalie's neck. <laughs> Yep, oh, that yeah. was yeah. He was yeah. the same exact person. Yeah. So anyway, Dobby had a great game, and he he's gonna have to be better. Uh, there, he's gonna have to be better for the next two games. He's gonna have to be our best player. Um, you know, we're all raving about how great Corey Perry did and how good Tyler Sagan is doing, and Haskinen shows up on the score sheet again tonight, which we've been missing him, but. Dobby has been our most consistent and our best player through these playoffs, and he's ha- and he has right. to be. When you're the when our when the the best goaltender in the league, arguably who we think is the best goaltender, goes down, and he's not able to play. He's he's got to step up, and he has. And he kind of laid an egg on some of those goals in Game Four, and he stood tall again tonight. And it's only right. going to get he's, harder. He's proven that he's he's a so, backup to no one. He's I mean another lead lead goaltender which kind of worried about whenever he goes up for a free agent what's going to happen there but uh, we'll see yeah let's just let's enjoy the happiness in. for now <laughs> some people have seen him because i'm pretty sure he was really looked at as a backup until i mean game one of the, the first series yeah well, yeah until, until right now moment, yeah, <laughs> people off in the stanley cup final All right, so what what do we need to do in game six? Keep doing what we're doing? Same thing. Someone's got to step up again. That's what we said last podcast. Someone's got to step up. Corey Perry did it. He played great the whole oh, game, yeah. so maybe he could do it again. Maybe someone else steps up. But it, it, we're seeing throughout these throughout this playoffs that it really only takes one of our one of those top six guys that we have to take control of the game, and they can go win it. And that's what happened tonight. Corey Perry took control of this game, and he won it. Great first goal and a grindy, scrappy, very Corey Perry-esque second goal. So someone just got to take control of the game and say, I'm going to win it. And that's how we've won all of our series. That's how we came back in the Calgary series. So yeah, we, we just need to see that again. Out of the box. We've proven, obviously, in this game, it's not all us. Yeah. I mean, refs also. But we've proven this game – in what game one, stay out of the box, we get results. That's I think we need to see more of that. And, yep, absolutely. And, and and you can ask Chris this, Spencer, but this that's been my thing, like all playoffs, right. stay out of the box, and and especially now that more than ever that uh, Como is out, Fox is out, Hence is we out. We have no penalty we killers. We have nobody that can <laughs> kill nobody penalties. Nobody left. <laughs> So you so Corey Perry does a good job of taking out of the box. He can actually score. And that's what we need to see. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That sounds just like Radulov. <laughs> uh, he did a good job of taking out of the box. Too. <laughs> and, uh, I'd like to see some better skating out of yes. him. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, well, speaking of the penalty kill, so let's talk about that one penalty kill. The one penalty kill we had, I was scared to death. It was a shooting gallery. And it was just shot after shot after shot. Cross, you know, east-west passes, north-south passes, coming up to the slot. And and 
again, Doby made a huge save right in the slot, dead center, right in front of him. Um, do you think that Tampa is going to get more than one penalty? Or more than one penalty, more than one power play in the next I think it's game. It's pretty likely. Yes, yeah. I, I do the too. Gonna <laughs> hopefully, not completely mess us up, but I think they're going to amp it up a little bit more in the next game. Yeah. I and I appreciate the way they called tonight. They made the obvious calls, the super obvious calls, and they weren't overbearing when it seemed like a penalty and it might have been a penalty. They didn't call it. That's playoff right. hockey. Should have been done like that from the very beginning of this series. So yeah, if it's maybe a penalty, it's don't. not a penalty. This, yeah, <laughs> at least at, the, at this point, at this point, normally this would be June, but right now it's. I can't believe this. Yeah, right. it's almost October. <laughs> uh, yep. When it goes to game <laughs> so, seven, when it goes to game seven, it will be October. <laughs> right. Well, there's a hot take. Hot, hot take. take there. He's calling. Game six to the stars. Game six to the stars. Okay. All right. So, all right. So let's ask that uh, one question then. Do the stars win game six? I say yes. Yes. Chris, we can't hear you. What's going on there? Nope. Said yes. <laughs> all right. Chris says yes. Yeah. His, his, his mic went out and he's shaking his head up and down a lot. Um, I think we're going to blow out game six. I think we're going to blow out game six. I think this is going to be, we're going to go after it and we're going to force a game seven. And I want it. I want to see a five, nothing or a four, nothing or, or a 12 or a 12, two. I'd be okay with that. And I, I I think this is, I think it's going to happen. I really do. I think it's going to happen. So, We'll see what happens. That would be sick. It would be absolutely sick. And you heard it here from me first. So, all right. We're going to leave it at that, guys. All right. Thank you all for listening to Starcastic Remarks. You can follow us on Twitter at Starcastic R. You can also like us on our Facebook page, Starcastic Remarks. And also, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We'll catch you all on the flip side. Good night.